so I think that I may be the voice of my generation. He's the titular rule! In a sense, they don't, you know what I mean? Or at least a voice of a generation. Hello, welcome to Gatekeeping, where we take a deep dive into a pop culture phenomenon and decide if we let it through our gate. Wow. It's time. We're here. I'm wearing my pink shirt. I am not wearing a pink shirt. You're wearing grey. I'm wearing grey. You're representing Oppenheimer here. Yeah, I'm I, think, re- I think that is our dynamic. Like, Do you, you really think so? You have blonde hair. So I'm Barbie? Yeah, you're like Barbie. <laughs> you're calling me a moron. No, you're like Queenie. <laughs> um, and I'm the intellectual sad person, it is true. That Oppenheimer stare, that you've totally got that. I am the destroyer of worlds. Yep, there we go. His catchphrase. Oh, literally. So we've seen the big movies. We've seen Barbie and Oppenheimer. Wow. It's been, I mean, I feel like the um, film community, <laughs> or just the general public. The general public at this point. Has been waiting for this this week for a very long time. I think some more uh, one picture than the other, but well, yeah, Barbie yeah. is you know Barbie's gonna Barbie. Barbie's gonna Barbie. It's yeah. the one, and like for me too, I was more looking forward to Barbie. It being a Greta Gerwig movie, oh, of course. her being like one of my favorite direct, well, if not my favorite director, I would say. Yeah, um, like. As we've probably spoken about many times, like Lady Bird was based on my life. And mine too. But yes. I'm the mother. <laughs> and you're Lady Bird. Yes. Yeah. Um, you just, you know, really annoy me. Isn't yeah. Dynamic there. I want you to be the best version <laughs> of yourself that you what can be. What if this is the best version, James? <laughs> um... Wow. So this is difficult to talk this is about. Difficult. I have had so obviously like we went we didn't do the Barbie du- the Barbie Oppenheimer double feature we because didn't. we got advanced screening tickets like the day before Barbie came out for oh, the yeah. Wednesday. It was like the Barbie the blow preview out, night blowout party or something. Yeah, we like got a little call. cocktail and a yes. chalk top and it was all fun. Yeah, it um, was packed cinema. Oh, Sold out. Everyone's People wearing in costumes. Everyone's uh, wearing pink. You know, um, it's it was an event. It With was the, an event. We had a strawberry chalked up with like sprinkles on the top. Yeah, or it was really nice actually. I didn't love the the sprinkles were extremely crunchy. Yeah, like so I felt then pressure to like finish the outside coating before the movie started because I didn't want to be like oh, watching yeah. the movie like because <laughs> I'm mindful of the other people in the cinema. Exactly. Okay? Exactly. <laughs> um, so we didn't do the double feature, but yes. we were seated, ready, <laughs> really like excited. Pink cocktail in hand. Pink cocktail in hand. <laughs> and what unfolded next? <laughs> People have been asking me, they've been like, oh, like, what did you think of Barbie? And I feel like I'm telling them that someone I love died. Let's just say we didn't like Barbie. <laughs> I hate to say it. I won't have tears in my eyes as I'm like talking about this. It's- and I was the same. I like walked into work the next. I woke up the next day feeling off. Yeah, walked into something work. Shifted. Like, something shifted. Something shifted. Walked into work like looking at the ground, and everyone's like, "How was it?" I'm like, "I hate it." <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it was, really hard. It's. Okay, maybe we should start. Let's, let's like, get into it. <laughs> some of it, like there was some really cool stuff. I will give it that. Some of it was cool. What? So okay, what did Barbie do well? I mean, I think the prop it, design and the costume design, number one. Absolutely, and you see a lot of this in the trailers. Barbie Land is it Barbie Land? Barbie Land, Barbie yes. World. I don't know. It looks amazing. It's oh, yeah. so perfect. It's this nineteen fifties, sixties aesthetic in there. Yeah, pink, um, like 
magenta, yes. like blues, and like it's all just like you know it's, they famously ran out of pink paint. Of course, it's yeah, it's very like vividly brought to life. Yeah. Um, and I think it's quite funny. Like there were some jokes that really got me in yeah. this, but but then on the other side of that, I kind of felt like a lot of it. It just needed like one extra gag to like land yeah. these jokes. Like for example, um, Midge, who's the pregnant Barbie. <gasps> yeah, I felt like so. Like, what was the point? Well, like yeah. it was like she was there. Like she was like a gag, but like yeah, I was kind of like I don't know the way that they were like. It was like, no one wants to look at Midge because she's pregnant Barbie, which is like yeah. really funny. And it's like, I like that kind of like mean sense of humor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think more movies should be mean. More movies should be mean. But then there's a moment at the, towards the end with Will Ferrell where he kind of interacts with Midge. And I don't know, I was like, it, it was like funny in theory, but I was like... I, I don't know. It just it, didn't it quite. Just, yeah, it doesn't. I think that's the issue. Like, it doesn't really land a yeah. lot of the film. I think the humor just needed to be taken that one step further. Like, if you watch something like um, Bridesmaids, which yeah. I think it's kind of that level of like jokiness, like yeah. you know, like joke per minute, whatever. Joke, 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 joke. Um, you know, something like Bridesmaids then takes that to an extreme. Like, for example, the scene where they're trying on the wedding dresses, it's like, yeah. you know, it ends with my um, word of like shitting in the pants in the street. Yeah. And it, so I'm like, you need to go to that you level. You need to go to that place. And I think it felt like they were not afraid, but it just kind of like, it just... Uh. Wait, we're supposed to be talking about what it did well. <laughs> yeah. I will say, so the humor wise, um, I, and, and this feels really weird to say, but Ryan Gosling was far and away the best part of the film yeah, and it, you know it feels like it's like totally against the thesis of the film to be like the ken was the best part oh, yeah, the man but he was he he was like every line he, he just was so committed he ate it, it was up. really there's one line sublime, sublime! <laughs> like just fuck me like fantastic yeah, it, it, even even regular lines he just chews up and yeah. spits like he's so good in it. And like I thought, Michael Sarah was really good. Another one of the men, yes, Alan, Alan, oh, Alan eight, Alan eight. <laughs> well, so I mean, the story is this. This is spoiler free, by the way. But the story is about Barbie, uh, who's Margot Robbie. I mean, they're all called Barbie, but for the sake of this, we will just call Barbie Margot Robbie. We'll call Barbie Margot Robbie, <laughs> and any other Barbies will be referred to by actress. <laughs> yeah. Um. So she starts kind of like I mean, it's that line from the trailer where she's. Like, do you guys ever think about death? death? She kind of starts to... And that is so quirky and cool. <laughs> and oh my God, she's just like me. <laughs> she starts to um, think about death and yeah. she kind of has this existential crisis almost. Her feet are flat. Um, and, you know, everything's perfect in Barbie land. So this is a big deal. And I kind of liked that. Like the way that... I think the opening of the film was pretty mm. well done. I was... I, I mean, yeah, it's it's... I do I w- think I might need to see it again because at that point I was extremely wanting to give the movie a good go, you yeah. know, because I'm like, it's okay if this takes a while to get going. Do you? Okay. <laughs> I found in my Barbie journey, I was like, obviously like when Greta Gerwig was announced like years ago, I was like, fuck yes, this is going to be great. This mm-hmm. is going to be great. And then, you know, like I got a little bit of fatigue with it, with like all the marketing and stuff. And then sure. something shifted maybe like two, three weeks ago. And it- I was like... 
I think I need to lower. I know what it was. It was the burger. It was the grilled burger. A grilled burger. <laughs> I, I had like, that grilled burger and I said, wait, you no, I didn't. Oh, God, no. um, I haven't had, we should have got them today. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. In celebration. In um, celebration of the terrible movie. In, in memory, RIP. Mm-hmm. So I should say I didn't go into this with sky high expectations because I think I have been, um, I bravely came out as someone who did not enjoy Barbie. Yeah. As soon after watching it. Because immediately after. Because like the, the, Hype for Barbie is almost like militaristic. Like if you say you didn't like Barbie, people, oh, people, people are like, you just don't like fun movies. You don't like women. Me, Your me, me, expectations me. were off. Like this is just what movies are now. They're supposed to be like, it's good for what it is. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, fucking hell. The thing is, yeah, we'll get into it. But I think the Greta Gerwig of it all is really like the most disappointing part of it. Yeah. Because well, let's get to that. We'll get to it. Yeah. So anyway, back to, back to like what, happens in Barbie. Yeah. Um, so she's my, having this existential crisis. Yeah. Which, and- which my initial issue was like, we don't really see, there's no kind of like inciting incident. It's just kind of like that moment from the trailer where she's like, do you guys ever think about dying? That is the first moment that we see she's having these thoughts there's yeah. nothing like i hate to compare this to something like don't worry darling which came out last but year they are very similar films yeah it's a similar conceit and and you know that fabulous we, double feature yes but we get that moment in don't worry darling where florence Pugh um crushes the egg and, and there's nothing empty. there's nothing yeah. inside and you're like oh that's and the whole world has an element of like this seems you know, idyllic, but there is something off. Something off, yeah. And, and again, I didn't enjoy this movie, but that is at least it's something, even something like The Truman Show, which yeah. I think Greta has, like, said was an Reference. influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That has moments of of him realising, you know, something's something not is right. Something but, yeah. but in this, it's just kind of like, bam. She's, yeah. we, we're not privy to, like... Her, her in a monologue and to like what it's has all, happened here. Yeah. yeah, so so right then I was kind of like, oh, okay, I don't know. Something. But anyway, Barbie has to go to the real world um, to kind of fix what's wrong with her. Yeah, so she, uh, yeah. She goes along with Ken and then they, Mattel, like the company Mattel is like trying to get, get her them back together, get them back to Barbie land. Yeah. And she has to like, f- I think it's like, said that she has to find the person who's playing with her doll because of yes. that's what's causing this like this mishmash issue. of yeah yeah so so once they got to the real world is is kind of when i thought oh I something d- is amiss here yeah because <laughs> yeah. this is when the movie starts to um show you what it's gonna be yeah <laughs> for like a bit of phrase but um like Mattel, we get a lot of the self-awareness here now. Like the movie is extremely quote unquote self-aware in the, in the way that the Mattel executives are trying to, you know, there's jokes about them being all men. The CEO is a man. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Barbie comes from a world where the Barbies run the world and yeah. the Kens are just there. Exactly. Just hanging out. Yeah. So, so then Barbie is like, like it doesn't make sense to her that you know Mattel's run by men yeah um and at the same time Ken is like learning about the patriarchy which I thought was quite funny that was funny yeah Yeah. um so and and we're getting a lot of this like (sighs) they're like parallel stories that like are telling the same thing but it's just like it's all just very like ham-fisted and it's like 
feminism 101 from like 10 years ago. Yeah, I mean, the the thesis of this in regards to feminism is like women can be anything. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm kind of like, I feel like we've moved on from that. Yeah, it was very... <laughs> I, I, I think what my fundamental problem with this film is, is that it, it's they've found this way to like market... Um, anti-capitalism now which the movie yeah. has this this current of quote-unquote anti-capitalism where it's like the metallic executives are chasing barbie so they can kind of like exploit anything to do with barbie exactly. and um there's a moment at the end where someone has an idea and then one of the executives are like oh it'll make money like so yeah. we, we're gonna do this and 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 then at the same time is trying to be like a feminist film yeah it just and i i think the movie has such a defensiveness about its existence which feels really bad as yeah. an audience it member. was just like it's like well it, we're sorry not, to be here like we know that like it's it's well, problematic to do this this, and this but like we know <laughs> yeah i i don't think the film's like acknowledgement of its um capitalist existence is enough to like excuse its message in the end yeah, because the exactly. message it, it's kind of them being like as you said we know like this is a corporate product yeah um we're gonna make jokes about mattel but and there's also this narrative of that kind of came out before that's like oh greta has managed to like sneak in these anti-capitalist messages and she's and- actually created like this radical blockbuster but it wasn't like <laughs> at all because you know Mattel being in on the joke is them like portraying themselves as good sports. You yeah, know what I mean? It's exactly. Like, oh, we it's can like, make fun of ourselves. We can make fun of ourselves now. Go buy the Barbie burger from girls. Go buy the Barbie toothpaste. <laughs> go buy this. Go buy this, this, this. And, like it's, it's insane. It's insane. It's like a rhetoric at this point. It's just like eating itself. It's like, we're anti-capitalist, but go buy ourselves. And then it's like, but go see the movie. And then, but we're like, yeah. it's just like a circle. And this, this is, um, it, this feels crazy to say about a Barbie movie, but I, I've never seen a film this cynical in a long time, if yeah. ever. Like, I actually, and, and again, like, I hate to say this, but I felt like this movie has contempt for its audience. Yeah. And I'm talking exactly. about a fucking Barbie movie. Like, this is crazy. But I felt sitting there like they were playing a joke on me, like Greta and Noah Bombach had just taken the money. They're and like, let's get this money and get the fuck out. Like, do like, they think I'm stupid? Stupid. Greta going. Greta, you think I'm stupid? Greta going. I have sat through your entire retrospective at Acme over the last like three weeks. I know that you are better than this. I have defended Lady Bird to everyone with an ear. Lady okay. Bird, I have fought battles about Lady Bird. I fought battles about Little Women. Do you think I'm an idiot, Greta? Because I think you do. I think you do think I'm an idiot. And you know what? Sometimes I am, but I see what you're doing here, okay? And it's just like, it's just so like, I felt like we've lost her. Like, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And especially with that comment that she made a few weeks ago where she came out, she was like, oh, I'm going to be doing, I want to like transition into like being a big studio director. Yeah. Which I mean, like, cool. And she's like, going to do these Narnia movies apparently. And I'm just like, yeah. Ah! So the, the climax of the film, America Ferrer has this monologue which everyone clapped in our cinema after hearing, which was like, I am going to kill myself in it's front of hard each as well because and like, every I don't single one of you. Like, two boys being like, <laughs> 
Are you a boy now? I don't know. Like, I don't want to. Uh, anyway, but like, two years assigned male about. Um, talking about like these <clears throat> issues because it seems like we're just. I don't know. Like, I don't want to come across as like anti-feminist. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm digging myself into a hole this here. This is the Barbie trap. If you don't like it, you're anti-feminist. That's the thing. And that's how I feel. I'm okay, like, ben no. Like, I love women. Like, I love women. <laughs> Some of my best friends are women. Literally. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like... It's, it's a tired version of feminism that we've seen. I'm like... That's the thing. Well, I'm just kind of like Beyonce self-titled covered all this. Um, exactly. <laughs> and that was quite a while ago. Like, we've really moved on yeah. from, from this. And, but this America Ferrera monologue is basically... It's like It's like the woke cool girl. Jail, honey. Jail. Yeah. You're going to jail. <laughs> Everyone from this movie got a jail. Literally. <laughs> oh. I hope I've been able to like articulate why this movie was so That's depressing. The thing, and I feel like, yeah, I want to make it clear that I wanted to like this. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of people are saying like, oh, it's just a fun movie. You're not supposed to like think so critically <laughs> about think it. But I you are. That's the thing. They're coming out and they're being like, this is like the bold feminist anti-capitalist Barbie. Yeah. It's like woke and cool. And like, if you're going to say that, like have. The- I think the movie is inviting you to engage with it on an intellectual level. Exactly. Um, it, to the point of like Helen Mirren is like this self-aware narrator, oh, um, that- which there's a moment towards the end where she chimes in and I'm like, shut up. That was cringe. <laughs> like shut up. Right. Like, shut. <laughs> oh, and I- I thought Will Ferrell, like, wasn't that good. I, yeah, I, don't know. No, I didn't love him. A lot of his moments where I'm, you know, Will Ferrell can be really fucking funny, but I, I think the movie kind of, like... He was just, like, a doofus. Again, it like, doesn't it go didn't there really have him. any, like, yeah. character. It's, a lot of the times I'm kind of just, like, ha-ha. Yeah. <laughs> and then I felt like I, like, had to laugh. Yeah. I didn't fucking know. I had to laugh. Like, I... <laughs> I had to laugh. I had to laugh. Um, <laughs> Last thing I want to say, and, I like... To the people who are saying, like, like cinema, like, you can just, you should just go in and, like, switch your brain off and enjoy the movie. No. Like, I'm going to sound like a cunt, but, like, watch Barbie and use your fucking brain. That's the thing. <laughs> use your fucking brain. Because my thing is, like, movies can be so much more than what this is. Like, and, and specifically blockbuster cinema can be... Incredible, and like I think I have been a big advocate for this. Exactly, I love Richard Foster. I love Fast and Furious, and and these are films that they are silly, they're fun, like and they're capitalist products. But at, but they're at, not pretending to be something that they're not. They're not out here being like Fast and the Furious is like about you know like the trials and tribulations <laughs> of like the lower class and like how you have to like climb up. The, I think Vin Diesel might think this, but but you know. like they're not pretending. Whereas Barbie is out here being like this is like the feminist masterpiece, yeah. like of the modern generation, and it's yeah. like da 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 like anti capitalism. I'm like yeah. I mean, I ha- that's the thing. I have a real problem with them like trying to sell anti capitalism back to me Literally. while wrapping it up in a fucking Mattel Barbie movie. Like fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Like fuck off. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> Ugh. Tom Cruise. We need Dead Reckoning Part Two. And also Greta. 
Duolingo jokes in the year 2023. Jail, honey. Jail. Jail. I don't understand. Jail. It's, this is, the the humor in this felt like, um, you know, the the beer drinking iPhone app. Yeah. Like that's what this humor is to me. What did you think of the last line in the movie? I was kind of like, ugh. Yeah. (laughs) I heard so many people that are like, the last line will leave you in fits of laughter and you'll walk out of that movie laughing. And I was like, you and I are not the same. <laughs> no, I won't. No. I walk out that movie feeling changed for the worse. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, <clears throat> the other movie. <laughs> the other movie that's that was out. bleak and upsetting in very different ways. <laughs> Oppenheimer, honey. I hate to come on here as the person that I am and come on here and say that I liked Oppenheimer much more than I liked Barbie, but that's where I'm at. Can you imagine a year ago sitting here and being like, you're actually going to gag for the Christopher Nolan movie over the Greta Gerwig movie? The three-hour <laughs> biopics, Half bi- in drama, and like... Spy drama? Sp- sp- espionage, like... You're thinking Mission Impossible again, honey. Oh, God. Not spy, but, like, like Cold War drama, courtroom. Cold War, bitch. James's grounding of history here is just incredible. Um, Oppenheimer. So it is. Where do we begin with Oppenheimer? I mean, it's about it's about the guy that made the nuclear bomb, J. Robert Oppenheimer. Mm -hmm. The J stands for nothing, apparently. Something I learned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We follow. It's so much more. Like I was under the impression that it's like about him making the bomb. Like, that's what I thought. Oh, well, yes, it is. Well, yeah, but it's so much more than that. It's like a biopic about this man's life. And, like, yeah. it's not... Well, it's like, called Oppenheimer. Yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> but, like, I thought it was going to be focused on the bomb. And, like, it was okay. until about halfway through. And then it, like, follows the fallout of that. And I thought it was... <laughs> Unintended. Hey. Um, but, yeah, no, fucking really incredible film. It's a lot more political, I guess, than I thought it would be. And yeah. there's a lot of stuff happening. Well, I don't really know much about Oppenheimer going into this. But, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, like, very kind of, like, niche. Um, so this movie, and, and this is my favourite genre movie, it's, like, meanings after meanings after meanings after it's meanings. It's Molly's Game for Boys. It's, it's uh, well, Molly's Game <laughs> is for the boys. Um, it's meanings, like, intercut across time periods. Yeah. And, like cut like um in a non-linear fashion and it's meetings shot in black and white and meetings shot in color and meetings shot in IMAX I'm uh, like to me cinema is meanings. men having meanings <laughs> across space and time that is yeah. genius cinema to me. Uh, Barbie needed to have way more, more meetings I think it had maybe one meeting in the whole film and literally. that is the fatal flaw of Barbie more meetings not enough meetings <laughs> Honestly, like, I think what this what this movie achieves um, the first two hours where they're they're creating the bomb. Yeah, they're like assembling a team. They're assembling the team. Assembling a team of white men of the dude of the boys. I'm not gonna lie. Some of them, I struggled to figure out who was who. They ran out. There was so many of them. They like ran out of men at one point, and were like, "I guess we have to cast Casey Affleck." Gary Oldman was in it. Like, I was looking at the cast list afterwards, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Every man in Hollywood. Honestly, when Casey Affleck came on screen, I shook my head. I was like, (laughs) "Me shaking my head," so everyone in the cinema knows I disapprove of Casey Affleck. (laughs) 
<laughs> me twirling my finger next to my head so people know that I'm not on. Oh, this is crazy. That was so mystifying to me. Like, what the fuck? Why was he in this movie? Literally. Bizarre. He should be killed. And, and there was as- about 27 men in that film and there was three women. And it was... Emily Blunt. Yes. Florence Pugh. Pugh. And Olivia Thelby. Who is who? who? She played Juno's best friend in Juno. Right. Fabulous. Sure, When yeah. she came on, I was like... Well, this is a movie about the boys. Yeah, it's a boy. <laughs> but she was, she was the feminist. She was like, what do you mean I can't work in the radiation because I have a uterus? I'll be working with plutonium. Thank you. That was um, Bomb Barbie. Bomb Barbie. <laughs> this Barbie built the bomb. <laughs> um... Yeah, so the first two hours is then building the bomb. And what I think is an incredible achievement of this is that it feels... It, the pacing is, is incredible because it's so fast and quick. And again, you're watching people have meetings, but it's exciting. Yeah, and, literally. But it also had this... You know, they're, they're working so quickly and they're having these breakthroughs. And you don't get too in the weeds of the physics stuff. Like no. they, they do a good job of just giving you enough... Giving you enough information that you can kind of figure it out and go along yeah. with it. And when they have a breakthrough, you kind of understand you sort of, yeah, <laughs> you kind of sort of understand yeah. what it means. And, but then it has this layer of like, you know, we know what happens. We know that them, like the bomb is inevitable. Yeah. Them detonating that, you know, in Japan is inevitable. So you kind of feel the excitement that they feel as scientists, like making these breakthroughs, but then you feel you have sick. this dread of you feel like sick through the whole movie because yeah. it's like, you know, there's and and we're intercutting with post post bomb, bomb and, and like because I think the thing Oppenheimer is like ends up being on trial and he's like recounting all of yeah the steps leading up to making the bomb and then the fallout from that and it's just yeah. like he it's like there's just this like dread throughout the whole film that I think yeah. was so effective. It's incredible stuff and and I think because the pacing is is so quick, which yeah. is incredible for three hour drama about people talking. Literally. Um but we had women talking last year, this year, men, men talking. talking. <laughs> like because it's so pacey by the time it does sort of stop and you sit with like the kind the of magnitude of the horror of yeah of what is happening, it fucking hits. And yeah. the moment when the bomb goes off, which is the whole the whole film, Leap the first two the- hours is, you know, very, very, like, propulsively, like, leading up to yeah. this moment. Like, the bomb goes off and then it's completely silent. Oh. And it's really it's devastating. Really. <laughs> I will say... Everyone being like, this was going to be so loud. It was fine. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that loud. People posting like photos of them in like the Barbie cinema being like, I can hear the bombs from next door. I'm like, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. I don't, and we saw it in IMAX. Someone said it was the loudest film they'd ever seen. Like, I was like, you need to get your hearing checked. Well, yeah, I've seen Christopher Nolan films louder than this. Literally. Like Tenet was louder. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't get that. Um, I mean, it's very... It's very immersive, and and we of course had the pleasure of seeing it in IMAX fifteen seventy. Oh, um, really quite gorgeous. The only um, theater in the southern hemisphere that's able to project in IMAX fifteen seventy. Suck on that, Sydney. Sydney, whose screen was supposed to be the biggest in the world when it opened, but then they shrunk the size, so it's now smaller than Melbourne's. <laughs> Losers. Losers. <laughs> um, yeah, the bomb goes off, and it it's silent and. It's just like it's, it's, you're forced it's, to like reflect on like what is going to happen and how this yeah has made such an extreme like 
I don't know what I'm trying to say. Well, I, I know what you mean. I mean, yeah. someone said that this film is just kind of like a series of meetings that are determining the end of the world. Exactly. And, and that's, and that's kind of where you're hit with the magnitude of, and it's the, it's the same attitude as these scientists sort of have in the movie where they're just kind of like treating this as a theoretical exercise. Yeah. And they're, they're coming at this from like the scientific and it's perspective. Like we, it's like we need to find it because they will. Yeah. yeah. It's like reckoning with like, you know that you're making a terrible thing. How I mean, do the, you, as a scientist and as somebody who wants to do good, like come to terms with that? And can you? Yeah. I mean, it's a movie about like, I think the ease at which, um, mankind, sorry, sound like a dick, <laughs> but mankind is able to like inflict horrors upon each other. Yeah. And, and almost sometimes just for the sake of an exercise, a theoretical exercise, because, you know, they, they make it something that Oppenheimer is almost in denial about is the fact that, like, they didn't even need to drop the bombs in the end no. because the war was essentially over. Yeah. But they did it because... They of, wanted to show their of, power. Well, yeah, almost to just, like, keep the Soviets in line because it was, a uh, like, they just did it for, for po- politics. Like, yeah. did, you know, the worst thing imaginable. Because they were men in a room and they decided that, like, politically they needed to do that. They needed like, that, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's really just so fucking harrowing. Like, I haven't seen anything like that in so long that yeah. just, like, left me. I felt, like, hollow. There's <laughs> one scene, especially after, so it's after they dropped the bomb on Hiroshima and they just... It's it gives a speech. He gives a speech, yeah. but then it's like his internalized like reckoning of like what the fuck he's responsible for and what he's done, it, and yeah. it's like really moving. Absolutely, yeah. And like we're not trying to like be out here and like humanize the guy <laughs> who made the atomic bomb, but like, well, I think um, I don't think the film invites you to sympathize with him. I I don't I don't see it as a um. That they're trying to rehabilitate his, his image. image. Yeah, yeah, I really don't because I I think you see his um, naivete almost in in the way that he treated this as a theoretical exercise, and you know the way Nolan like intercuts his excitement with the physics and stuff with you know, the fallout of this. Yeah. I think it's pretty clear. Like, I I don't know how anyone could watch this and and not see it as anything other than like an anti-nuclear, like it's such an indictment of like American imperialism and and capitalism. Even it's, it's a very, um, I don't know, like to talk about this in the context of Nolan's filmography. It's so rogue, but also not. Well, I think it's, it's such an incredible culmination of, everything he's made before. I think he's taken the best, like even Tenet, I think what I found from this movie, it's, it's very dense. Yeah. There's so many men's names. So many white men that just keep popping up and you're like, now which? And then yeah. like, there was one bit where they're like, Hey, welcome back. And I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> well, I was going to say the opposite because I think it did an exceptionally good job of, of 
of making sure you know who everyone is. And I'm like, sometimes they would mention someone and for a minute I'd be like, who the fuck is that? And then they would like flash who it was on the screen yeah. of like the last time we saw them. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Christopher, for, for doing that. Because Tenet needed that. I'm saying like, Tenet, I could not follow I a no bit of it. <laughs> but, but, and, and even so, like, it's funny to see Nolan like make a movie that... I think this has the clearest politics of anything he's ever oh, made. Absolutely. And, well, like, I don't know. People argue about the politics of his movies online sometimes. And I think it's like a futile exercise because mm-hmm. I don't I, like, <laughs> I mean, well, you've seen the Dark Knight Rises, right? Yeah. Famously. Yeah. I, I mean, that has, I think that was probably like his most quote unquote topical thing. There's like Occupy yeah. Wall Street stuff in there. There's Marxism stuff. Yeah. But I think it's like, I don't think there's enough in the film to really determine like where Nolan or the film even comes Stands, down. Yeah. yeah I, I think he's just kind of like throwing stuff. Drawing some things from like what's been happening in the world. And, but this exactly. is so like strong. His voice. That's a difference. That's a, that's a difference between this and Barbie. I'm like, this had a clear voice, a clear message. There was no like, yeah, no, like, me, like, messiness about it like this was such a clear vision which i felt bobby didn't have at all yes and it just it's i will say i think um the last hour at times of oppenheimer i did get a bit muddled and um kind of the bomb goes off and then there's a uh, about i reckon 20 minutes section after that where we're back in the meetings of course um Mm -hmm. but it kind of needed to to get itself up and running again and it just felt a bit labored to me i didn't find that i found myself like i found the last quarter like extremely engaging like post bomb i was like let's <laughs> fucking go yeah it's funny it's funny yeah. isn't it i i don't know i i think what what this film builds to um and the ending and it, you know I, for me the film um Climax is on a line that Emily Blunt says to him, um, which just like knocked me off my feet, really. Yeah. Like it, and her expression, and like it's a, as you said, it's a very haunting film, and and this like it really got me. Yeah, yeah. it's it's kind of like I oh. thought Emily Blunt was. I mean, all the three women were fantastic. Emily Blunt, like, every scene, she's like, I need a martini. I need a martini and a cigarette. <laughs> Where's my husband? He's trading on me again. Oh, I hate my baby. <laughs> like, literally. She was genius. Oh, my God. There's a bit at the end where it's like a flash forward and the prosthetics. Oh, honey. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. She looked fucking cunt. And Killian Murphy looked like, fucked. He looked I don't. I don't know if the. I don't know how I feel about those old Do age. Do you think Killian Murphy's hot? So I didn't know Oppenheimer was a twink. Um, <laughs> oh my god, we have to talk about his one the sex and. scene oh. <laughs> that only Nolan could do. What was the quote? It was like somebody did a review for Oppenheimer and there was like sex scene shot in the ways that only Nolan could. And you know what? It's true. And it was fucking true. I like was in shock when the you know I feel like what everyone knows about Oppenheimer is his quote of like I am become death that destroyed worlds yeah and that quote is deployed while deployed <laughs> while Florence Pugh is writing like, him no 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 she's like read this and he and he reads it and then as she as he's reading it he she sits on his penis and starts 
writing. It's so <laughs> iconic. I could not believe what I was watching. <laughs> I I was in shock. It was like, and I think everyone in the cinema was like, what? But also I'm like, oh, okay. I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> and that's uh, that's the thing. I don't think we see this level of like weirdness. I've never seen something like that in a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. I, if we're talking about acting, I think Robert Downey Jr. in this Steals the show. is, it's so great to see him like acting again. <laughs> you know, he's been doing Marvel for a very long time and to see him give a performance that's quite restrained for a lot of it. Yeah. And yeah, he, he brings like a, re- he's also like, I don't know if it's prosthetics or something, but he looks extremely different. It's the yeah. hair, I guess. I think it's, the, yeah. The- I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's restrained, but it's, it's this, um, he has this like disdain for um, Oppenheimer because he's playing this patriot. Like mm-hmm. he just plays this beautifully. And by, and by the time we get to his big scene at the end, it's um, really chilling. Yeah. It's just chilling stuff. Yeah. Best supporting actor. He's coming in hot, I reckon. Yeah. I mean, it's so great to see him used in a role that. Um, I am Iron Man. Yes. Yeah. Sassy. Boom, boom, boom. Exactly. I'm looking forward to I the- I love you, 3000, or whatever the, the fuck the they RDJ say. The Oh, literally. That, that we're hopefully going to be back in. Oh, the movie's are back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, obviously, Killian Murphy's fucking incredible. Yes. Like, I'm, I'm not really, like, super familiar with him outside of, like, the, the big parts in the Nolan films yeah. and, like, whatever, but fuck me. That was- Fantastic, yeah. That end, that end shot. Yeah. Really just the Oppenheimer stare. The Oppenheimer stare. So uh, we have to talk about my favorite character in the film, Einstein, Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein. He was just beyond. I can't grapple with the fact that like, I don't, okay, I feel like Albert Einstein's like old as hell. And like, he was old as hell in this, but like, I just can't imagine him being alive, like during the war. I, I know, don't know. Yeah. He feels like a, he's he almost, like Da Vinci. He's like deployed almost as like a superhero in Literally. this movie. Like there's one. We are building a team of scientists to build the bomb. Okay. Dracula. <laughs> Where, where's Albert Einstein from? Uh, Germany. Germany. Yeah. We are building a team. <laughs> yeah. Let's go through all the accents. <laughs> there's a part in the film where, um, uh, uh, Oppenheimer saying goodbye to um, Robert Downey Jr. and he puts him in the car, drives away, and then out of nowhere, <laughs> Albert just walks over. He's like just been like, and it's the middle of the night. It's like he's. It's almost like he's been just standing on the lawn for yeah. like <laughs> waiting for Oppenheimer to get in the car, and then he's like, "Hello, Robert. We're here to talk about the Oppenheimer." <laughs> it was crazy. It was like that. <laughs> Like if something, and he looks crazy too because he's got the crazy hair yeah. and the mustache. Didn't stick his tongue out once though. No, it, it reminds me of that video of um that woman in the driveway and then that man walks up out of nowhere and she thinks he's like a scary clown and she's like, ah! <laughs> like that would have been me if I see Albert uh, Einstein rocking up at my doorstep coming out of the darkness. Uh, yeah, he looks like a scary clown. Like <laughs> I'd be terrified. Um, yeah, he's quite funny and like. There, there is also a part where um, a, a character like name drops John F. Kennedy. Oh my God, yeah. It's, it's again deployed as if it's like this superhero. Oh yeah, because it was like- It's Marvel. He's like, who who did that? And it's like, oh, this young whippersnapper that's like, you know, just recently got a, got a position in the court. And they're like, oh, what's his name? John, John F. Kennedy. F. Kennedy. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, okay, I was sequel. Like, okay, sequel setting alert. up for the bridging film between Oppenheimer and Jackie. <laughs> All right. Well, there is JFK. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I, I, have you seen JFK? No. Oh, it, this movie is Nolan's JFK, and I, I need to rewatch JFK because this it's another. I'd be down to watch if you want to have a movie. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> um, I think I'm like busy when you want to do it, but yeah, um, I'll think about it. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for the offer, James. I'll think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, JFK is another one that's like, you know, iconic American history. It's meetings on meetings. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, JFK rewatches now. It's imminent. Uh, it's imminent. Um, I mean, to think about Barbie and Oppenheimer, like the they're, Barbenheimer of it all. They're obviously like inextricably linked because of their marketing campaigns and yeah. the fact that you know Barbie is like so explicitly like for the gals and Oppenheimer is <laughs> for, the for the boys. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, to look at them as films, I'm like, like James. Let me ask you: Are they in conversation with each other? I don't think so <laughs> at all. I mean, I think that's I think a- that would require Barbie having something to say, I guess. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I mean, I, I think we can draw a link in that. Like, I think, uh, <laughs> I think Oppenheimer is, um, as I said, it's about like the, the, the horrors that we can inflict on each other. And it's, it's something like, you know, that they, they created this bomb just because they could, like yeah. theoretically they could do it. Um, and then, you know what? I feel like the same, I feel the same way about Barbie. Like they, they didn't have to make movie, it. And like, they did it because they could. Greta should have like, just Greta thought- should have been in the studio working on labor too. <laughs> she should have stepped back and thought like, does the world need this? It's very interesting because like the, um, the production and stuff of, Barbie film. I mean, initially it came out as like an Amy Schumer thing. Like, oh yeah, can you imagine? I would have watched. I, I would have watched that. I would have, I would have, that, <laughs> I like, would have loved it. I just and then like Diablo Cody was attached to write yeah. it, and I just think like I think it's really interesting that Diablo came out recently and was like I couldn't find my way in yeah. to this world, and I think she's like I didn't want to write like a feminist Barbie or something, and I think she was misquoted, and like the headline from that became like out of control. But I think yeah. it's very telling that I think Diablo Cody is one of like the most interesting screenwriters. Yeah, for sure. Like yeah. Juno, Jennifer's Body, Young Adult, yeah. Tully. Like, I think it's telling that she wasn't able to crack it. Yeah. And it's interesting that she pulled out and was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah, the, the whole um, conversation of, like, people cheering the fact that it's not an Amy Schumer Barbie. Like, I'm not an Amy Schumer fan by any means, but it felt a very, like, um, I don't know if it's fat phobia or it's- whatever. It's, like, it's it's kind of being like, oh, Margot, like, looks like this perfect Barbie, so... Yeah. I don't know what point I'm trying to make. I'm just kind of like, I, I think... The, the Amy Schumer hate train is very, like, <laughs> old. And well, no, I, think, my- I think Amy Schumer, controversial, is, like, a very good actress. I saw her <laughs> in The Humans, and I just thought, like, oh, she was the best part this of that This is, like, film. a can of worms we simply don't have yeah, time no. to open. Um, but, but, yeah. But my, my thing is, like, I think, like, the idea of, like, a Diablo Cody, Amy Schumer, Barbie is maybe something more... Um, I think that might have challenged audiences in a in a it, 
a bigger way than this Barbie ended up doing. Yeah. Um, I think people want movies to just serve them up something on a plate and say, eat up. Literally. (laughs) It's like, I don't want to think. I want to turn off my brain and go see the pretty colors. Yeah. It's just. And you know what? Barbie has pretty colors. Um, Uh, But I think. We need to open the schools. (laughs) We need to open the schools. We need to. Media literacy is at an all time low. Um, It is. Reaching the end of my tether. I think Barbie is for uh, the two movie a year crowd. <laughs> Lady Bird is not a legitimate going. No, Lady Bird is not a no. legitimate going. Barbie is not a legitimate going. There we go. We love Greta going. <laughs> Lady Bird is a legitimate going. Let's sneak on that. I hate to say, but I think I would have rather just seen Mission Impossible again instead of Barbie. Okay, like, we need to, you need to, your hyperfixation on Mission Impossible this week and the weeks prior has been worrying and I... <laughs> Sorry, I love cinema, James. Okay, I love cinema and I go to the movies, okay? So it doesn't I, count if you go to the movies four times in one week and see Mission Impossible three and the four times. the same thing. <laughs> but no, um, uh, I think um, th- uh, both Barbie and Oppenheimer are sort of about the um, limits and evils of American capitalism and imperialism. And I think Barbie <laughs> is unintentionally about this and Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer is, is intentionally about this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Barbie was not supposed to be about this, but it is. Barbie was supposed to be about slay the boss. Pussy pink cunt. There we but go. You know Barbie and the pussy, pussy hat. What? Like oh. the pussy. I thought um, you were going to say how like Barbie's getting a pussy. Oh my God. <laughs> um, also, I want to say, Barbenheimer, this like, mm. I had enough. You know what? I'll say, I think it's been such a long time since we've had like a June, July of sold out movie sessions oh, yeah. and people being excited to go to the movies. Um, it's been, it, it, you know, this is something pre COVID maybe years earlier that would happen, but it just never happens anymore. So it is cool it's to really, see. No, that I mean, I mean, in the sense that like, I'm, I'm glad that people are going to the cinema. I'm glad that like, you know, the, the movies are back, <laughs> but like, God, if I say one more Barbenheimer t-shirt, I'm going to kill myself. Oh, yeah. The links in the, in the yeah, yeah, threads, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think, like, I don't know. I, I want to be, like, take this as an optimistic sign for cinema and the, and the fact that, like, okay, so no one can ever, ever say again movies are back because, like... The movies have been back. <laughs> as I've been saying, they, they have been back. And if you don't believe it, look at these two movies. Exactly. And Barbie's even, on track to make, like, 110 mil Oppenheimer, I think, was... Is this opening weekend? 70? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 70 mil for Oppenheimer. A three hour bleak as fuck <laughs> biopic. Is exceptional. It's insane. Yeah. Um, so He's done it again. <laughs> Nolan has done it again. So, yeah, I mean, that is a, is a good sign, at least. I think I, I want people to, like, be excited to go to the movies. And I, I hope this is a thing of, like, that people will get around more films that are different. And, exactly. Um, I think it's it's amazing that, like, out of all the Nolan movies, it's Oppenheimer that a lot of people who might not care for his movies are going to see. Exactly. I hope it opens people's minds I to the power does. of cinema. Literally. <laughs> so, anyway, what's the order you should see these movies? I think it's probably Ooh. Barbie and Oppenheimer. I mean, okay, can you imagine seeing Oppenheimer, a movie about, like, okay, the we need harrowing to, we need human to, oh, experience? Oh, yeah, that's a thing, though. But I'm like, imagine coming out of Barbie... As we did. <laughs> I mean, it probably would have added to the fucking Oppenheimer experience. We were already in a shit mood. Yeah. 
I would recommend seeing them separately. So you can take time to form <laughs> your thoughts. Independent opinions. Independent opinions and really sit with what you've heard. And my hot tip, if you see one movie this month, make it Mission Impossible. I'm going to kill you. I'm I'm, kill. It's true though. Like, I'm sorry, but it outsold both of these movies. <laughs> In, in, in the know, Sam McGowan. The Sam McGowan box office yeah. Um, charts. Yeah. And also won Oscars at the Sam, at the Sam McGowan Oscars. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm saying Mission Impossible, best actor, best director, best screenplay, best supporting actress for every woman in the movie. Um, <laughs> God. But the movies are back, baby. I'll say maybe uh, Ryan Gosling. He can be nominated. Over Robert Downey. Oh, he can be nominated. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I'm picking between... Between him. Oh, actually, you know what? I think I'd give it to Ryan Gosling. Sorry. Does RDJ have an Oscar? Didn't he win? I think he did win for... Didn't he do like a Charlie Chaplin movie or something? Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's sounds I familiar. I he might have won. And yeah. Gosling doesn't. Uh, I don't believe so, no. City of Stark. I didn't go watch La La Land again. Same. Anyway, um, the final verdict, I think you can guess um, if Barbie's getting let through the gate. And you know what? If you had told me 10 years ago that- You told me fucking a day ago. No, when did we see Barbie? If you told me like a week ago. Yeah, that I wouldn't let a Greta Gerwig move through the gate. If you if you went up to 15-year-old me and said, Sam, one day you're going to have a podcast with yes. someone called James. <laughs> and it's going to be called Gatekeeping and you're going to have a thing where you let things in and out of a gate. And one day that Greta Gerwig is going to make a Barbie. Well, in the meantime, she's going to make Ladybird and Little Women and you're going to love them. And then one day she's yeah. going to make Barbie. And Francis Ha. And Francis Ha. And it's just America. <laughs> and then one day she's going to make Barbie and it's going to be bad and you're going to hate it and you're going to not let it through the gate. I would say... That's not true. And if you had said to me 15 years ago, oh, well, so Barbie. 15 years ago, Barbie. Oh, it hurts my soul. Capitalism. Girl boss. Mattel. Feminism. And if you had told me 15 years ago that I would be sitting here extolling the virtues of a Christopher Nolan film over those of a Greta Gerwig film, I would have said, who are those people? <laughs> I've got rehearsal. I'm busy. (laughs) (laughs) But here we are. Oppenheimer. You can come in, but can you just leave the bomb outside? The way he'd be totally killing the vibe too. He'd be like staring at everyone and being like. staring at the pussycat (laughs) (laughs) doll. Yeah, Oppenheimer fucked a lot in this movie too. Oh, yeah. He was like a. Yeah, a ladies' man. Christopher, not Christopher Nolan, Celine Murphy. Killian, bitch. Stop it. They should have let him have the Irish accent, by the way. Oh, literally. Anyway, um, thanks for listening to this Years in the Making episode. Sorry if we upset you about our thoughts about Barbie. But fuck you if you think that. (laughs) Fuck you. We're feminists. We love women. (laughs) Um, Very exciting episode next week. So stay tuned. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot what we were doing. Yeah, um, please, um, give us like five star rating, re- review, blah blah. Yeah. blah get human pod on Instagram, exactly. whatever, whatever. And if you like Barbie, like let me know. We can talk about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we exactly. need to we stick have made together. A support group for the Barbie truthers. <laughs> the truthers, literally. Okay, bye. Bye.